Welcome back to Ask God 365. Thank you for being part of the Ask God 365 podcast community. We value you and greatly appreciate the time you are spending with us today. Listen, learn, think, grow together. Ask God 365 answers to life's difficult questions. Today we continue our paraphrase of the book of Romans, and we will dig into chapter 12, and the first heading is entitled, Living the Spirit-Controlled Life. We start with verse 1. Now that I have unburdened myself concerning my fellow Jews, I would like to return to the subject of walking in the Spirit and Christian living. In view of what I've concluded in chapter 8 regarding the unfailing love of God, I plead with you that you dedicate yourselves unselfishly to God's service, living lives that are pleasing to him as Christ did. Don't be influenced by worldly practices or secular humanism or give in to peer pressure, but instead constantly remind yourselves as Christians that you have died to the ways of the world and your one goal in life is to live for Christ, doing what he wants you to do. In other words, let God's Spirit remold you into his likeness. This counsel comes from God himself, whose servant I am, the Apostle Paul says. He wants every believer to be humble, thinking and acting honestly in all matters, fulfilling his purpose for each one according to the gift of the Holy Spirit. For just as the human body consists of different limbs and organs, each having its own particular function, yet together making up one person. So we Christians, who through faith have become one with Christ, represent one spiritual body with each member having a particular function. Yet together we are vitally linked to each other as one body in Christ. Consequently, for the church to be spiritually healthy, the spiritual gifts each has received, need to be put into practice. If preaching is your gift, proclaim God's message accordingly. If your gift is serving others or administration, concentrate on serving others or administration. You may be blessed with the gift of teaching. Then let your field of labor for the church be teaching. Another may have the gift of encouraging others. Put that ability into good use. Or one may be blessed with a generous heart, then give liberally to the needs of the church. Should your gift be that of leadership, exert yourself to lead. If helping others in need is your calling, then be a helper and do it cheerfully. The next section is entitled, Characteristics of a True Christian. What I am saying is that the unconditional, self-emptying, agape love of God manifested in Christ's holy history now flows into you through the Holy Spirit, and this must be witnessed through your Christian behavior, John 13, 34, and 35. This means that we must hate and avoid evil and uphold and do good, Titus 2, verse 14. For example, In dealings with one another, let unselfish love be manifested, and let us genuinely, 
be considerate of others, giving no room for pride and conceit. Do not be lazy or sponge on others, but work hard and diligently and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Let the blessed hope keep you always joyful in the Lord, and if you have to suffer in any way or put up with trials, endure these things with patience. Keep close to your Savior through habitual prayer, for he longs to have fellowship with you. Always help fellow believers who are in genuine need and practice hospitality with strangers. And in harmony with Christ's teaching, pray for those who are against you and make your life miserable. Matthew 5, 43-45 I know this is contrary to the inclinations of our sinful nature, but we must be controlled by the Spirit, asking God to bless our enemies and not curse them. Since we are one in Christ, learn to rejoice with believers who are rejoicing and weep with those who are weeping. 1 Corinthians 12, 25-27 Practice no discrimination or favoritism in your dealings with one another and socialize with all in the church, not just the prominent or well-to-do believers. In other words, don't be snobbish. If someone has done you wrong, do not retaliate and say, I don't care what others say about it. Your public behavior must not in any way bring disgrace to God's church or his cause. And, as far as possible, live peaceably with your neighbors. Do not ever take revenge on anyone who has unjustly treated you, but leave the matter in God's hands. For he said, Vengeance is mine. I, the Lord, will justly repay those who have wronged you. Deuteronomy 32.35 Instead, do the very opposite, just as Scripture advises. If your enemy is starving, feed him. If he happens to be thirsty, give him a drink. By doing this, he will feel so ashamed of his behavior that he will regret the way he treated you. Proverbs 25.21 and 22 Finally, do not let all the evil you have to put up with get you down, but overcome evil with good. And this concludes chapter 12 of the Romans paraphrase. Coming up will be chapter 13, discussing the duties of the state, duties to one another, witnessing the spirit-filled life. Thank you for being part of the Ask God 365 podcast community. We value you and appreciate greatly the time you are spending with us today. Please share your comments and questions at askgod365.com. Listen, learn, think, grow together. Ask God 365, answers to life difficult questions from the Word of God. Thank you.